From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today we're coming to you live from the Madsen Recital Hall in the Harris Fine Arts Center on the BYU campus for a show we've been looking forward to for weeks. The reason we're here is that our guests, the BYU Concert Choir and their conductor, Rosalind Hall, simply do not fit in our performance studio. The BYU Concert Choir is an auditioned choir of about 90 men and women who perform a wide variety of repertoire, all from memory, even when they're singing in Welsh. More about that in a minute. The choir was organized in 1984 by Mac Wilberg, who's also written a number of songs and arrangements specifically for this ensemble. When Wilberg left BYU in 1999 to become an assistant conductor for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, Rosalind Hall stepped in to conduct the concert choir. They've performed at the American Choral Directors Association, ACDA, and with the Utah Symphony. On the BYU campus, the concert choir mostly performs in the Dion Concert Hall. We'll speak today with Rosalind Hall and several members of the choir, and I think you'll see that not only are they interested in producing good music, but in turning out good people as well. But first, the music. The program today is all a cappella, with the exception of this first number, where about 10 members will be handling 20 different tone chimes. This is Michael Pretorius's well-known Low Hower Rose Air Blooming.
Hello, how are rose air blooming by Michael Pretorius from clear back in 1609. We still love it, we still sing it today. Rosalind Hall is a native of Wales, educated at the University of London, the University of Edinburgh, and London's Royal Academy of Music, earned her master's degree at BYU, and has been directing the BYU Concert Choir and the BYU Men's Chorus since 1999. Rosalind Hall, thank you for letting us interrupt your rehearsal time. Our pleasure. It sounds like you're pretty well rehearsed. <laughs> well, this is the end of the semester, so we hope that we are better... as rehearsed as possible at this point. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite novels is How Green Was My Valley mm -hmm. by the novelist too. Richard Llewellyn. And, and he speaks so many times in that book about the strong tradition of Welsh singing, choral singing, and it's so magical in the book. I just have, have to ask, is it really true? It is true. In fact, a lot of people when they come to Wales and come to our church meetings in Wales are amazed at the singing of the hymns, which is quite different than anywhere else in the whole world. Mm. So how did choral singing begin for you? I've been singing since I was a tiny child, singing in church, singing with my family, and especially singing in school. I sang in many of the school Eisteddfuds, which is the famous Welsh festival in which there is a lot of singing, poetry, and all kinds of other arts. So that was a very important part of my training before I ever came to study music seriously. I also had the opportunity when I was young to sing in an Anglican church. Mm. And so I would sing in uh, that choir in the afternoons, having gone to our own church in the morning. I would then go to the Anglican church and sing mass in the afternoon. So that was an important part of my upbringing in Wales. Exposure to lots of different traditional music. Absolutely. Choral tradition. What's it like to sing it, to direct a choir where you're the only one who doesn't have a funny accent? <laughs> Uh, it, it took a little getting used to when I first came to America. Uh, I often tell them if they were all Welsh, they wouldn't have any problem with their vowels. <laughs> I want to ask just a little bit about philosophy of music. What a song means to a person. What a song can do when it's sung by a group. Mm, that's, that's a very important part of our culture here in concert choir. I really believe that the rehearsal is the most important part of the experience because we come together every day to sing this music and there's something so um, different about singing a song with other people than singing it just by yourself. Mm. I trained as a solo singer at the Royal Academy of Music, but at the end of my training I still didn't feel that I'd found my real niche, you know? Mm. And then once I got into choral music, that's what did it for me, making music with other people and being able to express the meaning of a song in a community of people rather than just singing a solo. Well, well said and a perfect introduction to more music. Thank you. Well, you take your place here. We're going to hear a pair of songs now, the first by Felix Mendelssohn, and this is Weihnachten.
the BYU Concert Choir singing Weihnachten by Felix Mendelssohn, and that was conducted by Christopher Downard, student conductor. And I have to say, as we get ready for this next piece, if you are listening at, on earbuds, turn them up. If you're at home washing the dishes, turn up your radio. And if you're in the car, you need to tune up your car audio so that you can hear the same surrounding sound that we're getting right here. It's so exciting to be here in the concert hall right up against the choir. Now, text by Alfred Lord Tennyson, music by Donald Campbell. We'll be listening to this 1889 elegy, which is Crossing the Bar.
Crossing the Bar, music by Donald Campbell, text by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And we're listening to the BYU Concert Choir. We're coming to you live from the Matson Recital Hall in the Harris Fine Arts Center on the BYU campus. Speaking with a few students now, Heather Christiansen, choir president, a senior in the music education program with the choral emphasis. And you're just getting ready to start your student teaching, I That's understand. That's correct, yes. So tell us about the motto of the choir. Connect, express, inspire. Um, this is a relatively new motto for us. We just barely adopted it last year. And it's been quite special to us because we, the members of Concert Choir, came up with it ourselves. We tried to find words that really described how we felt about our experience, about the music, about each other. And that really allowed us to take ownership over what that means to us. Connect, express, inspire. Also, we just witnessed something I think is Thursday announcements. Yes. That <laughs> this is a weekly event. Yes, those are a lot of fun. That's just when... Something exciting is happening in the lives of the members of the choir, and we just want to share it because we really are a family here. So we appreciate uh, that. Yeah. I, I heard an engagement, mission calls, whatever it might be. Yes. I suppose. Yes. Okay. I also saw uh, we we saw some video online of the whole choir stretching. At first, I thought, is this the yoga <laughs> the yoga class, or is this the? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that has a couple functions. First, it's just a lot of fun. It wakes us up, but also. Uh, I think yoga and stretching does a lot for the voice too, and so technical functions, fun. It's all the body, instrument. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, tell me what you will take with you. Some things you've learned while you've been in the program when you go off to do your student mm -hmm. teaching. Where to start? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> um, probably one of the first things I'd say is trust. Trust in a choir is so different than, um, like Sister Hall was talking about before, solo singing. There's just something about trusting your neighbor, trusting yourself, trusting the conductor that that really builds a community hmm. and you become closer that way. Thank you. That's Heather Christiansen. Good luck in your student teaching. Thank That's you. great. Choir president and senior in the music education program. Next we'll talk to Alex Alton. He's sung in the BYU choirs for many years, served as a student president of the men's choir, and even managed to graduate, but no, that was not enough. He's back for law school and is now singing with the BYU concert choir. Alex, thank you for coming. Happy to be here. <laughs> You're still making time to sing, and there's a quote we got from, from talking with you was, it's good for my soul. That's why you're still doing it. Because you could think that going through undergrad and law school, there is plenty to do right now. Yeah, life's very busy, but uh, when I came back to BYU, actually one of the motivating factors to come to BYU and not go somewhere else was the opportunity to come back and sing with the BYU choirs again and just feel that nourishment and that uplifting experience every every day during the week. And last semester, my schedule as a first-year law student, they make me take certain classes and I could not fit choir in. But this semester, I got a lucky break and so I, I came and I was able to fit choir back into my schedule. It's been a wonderful thing. Very nice. I understand you have to re-up every semester. It's not you're in, you stay in. It yeah, so not quite every semester, but every year the members of the choir have to re-audition. So it's not a, oh, you sang in the choir last year, you got to do it again. It's, yeah, every year a new audition. Well, we understand there was also a tradition of giving a Christmas gift to the director in the, in the various choirs, but that turned into an act of service. Tell me about this. So there's a focus in all the BYU choirs, especially with Sister Hall, of changing the world. And sometimes that has led to remarkable singular instances. Uh, the choir years ago adopted a family Christmas time. But I think more importantly, we talk about changing the world on an individual basis, changing the world of each member of the choir and also changing the world of our audience members. So last night we had our concert and it was a very unique concert. We performed in the Catholic Church in Orem 
And we were so grateful to have that space. St. Francis. St. Francis, Beautiful exactly. acoustics. And uh, our, you know, our Catholic brothers and sisters let us use that space. And there were many members of their congregation there, and many members that would normally come to, uh, members of the LDS Church that would normally come to our concert here. And we did a completely sacred program, much of the music that we're singing today. And uh, it was just a wonderful testimony of Jesus Christ and an opportunity to share our testimony of the Savior with the people there. And changing the world that way, just one person at a time, is, is really the, the big act of service that the choir does that often goes unnoticed. Alex Alton, thank you, Alex, once again. You've given me a great segue to our next piece, which has got to be the most beloved and most performed of all Christian hymns, most recorded, we know for sure, written clear back by John Newton, the text in the late 1700s. But we're going to hear a new arrangement I think you're going to really enjoy. This is by Latvian choral composer Eric Essenvalds. It's his version of Amazing Grace.
Amazing Grace, sung by the BYU Concert Choir on Highway 89. Coming to you live from the Matson Recital Hall in the Harris Fine Arts Center on the BYU campus. That arrangement by Eric's Essenvalds. Rosalind Hall, in addition to conducting the BYU Concert Choir and Men's Chorus, also teaches undergraduate courses in choral conducting, graduate courses in choral literature at the BYU College of Fine Arts and Communications. Rosalind Hall, your choir is standing in quartets today. That's right. Why that particular formation? Well, we actually have lots of different formations, and when we're doing a live concert, we move from one to another. To make it easier today, we've done the whole thing in quartets, but we find that some songs sing better in quartets than in lines or in sections or whatever. We experiment. That's part of our rehearsal pro uh, process. And this particular song that we just sung, Amazing Grace, we were having enormous problems getting it to sing in tune until one day we tried singing it in quartets. And the moment we did that, it locked together and everyone was so happy that we'd finally cracked it. <laughs> so that's why we're in quartets that the, today. That lets you hear every part surrounding you. Exactly. And nice. each singer hears that one is in eight parts. So they all hear each part when they're in quartets rather than individual sections. You know, what function does a choir like this, this particular choir, have at the university? Especially, I'm assuming you have lots of non-music majors who are just here because they love music. We do. In fact, we probably have. We could ask them to show their hands. How many of you are not music majors? You can see that is the vast That's majority of them. That's the preponderance, yes. Them. Yeah. And I just think it's a wonderful part of our program here at BYU that so many non-music majors, uh, re they uh, refine their skills enough that they can sing in an advanced choir like this. And it's so wonderful for us to meet with each other. We have all kinds of disciplines in here, which makes it a very exciting kind of choir family. I wanted to mention uh, Megan Worsley was the soloist on that last piece. Megan Stott. Megan Stott? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, she's pointing to her wedding ring. We have a, a choice of names at the Are moment. Are you already <laughs> married, Megan? Oh, I didn't know that. How about, how about, <laughs> I knew she was getting married. <laughs> so, Megan Stott Worsley. That's exactly right. Is that close enough? Have I flipped them? Uh-huh. We're giving you so much publicity, Megan. Your career, <laughs> your career is pretty much made. Oh, you have hundreds of people try out for this choir. We do, yes. And that's just amazing uh, at a university to have that many people, as you were saying, who are interested. It's very in unusual. And I'm guessing that we have more people audition for choirs at this university than any other university in the USA. I personally audition 800 people for the men's chorus and for the concert choir. How do you even do that? Uh, with difficulty. <laughs> I do it over eight days. I audition. I'm wondering if you have Hermione's little thing to <laughs> wind time back to. <laughs> yeah, it requires a lot of record keeping and it's hard work. I do about a hundred a day for eight days. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. well, but look how lucky we are, you know, to have that. It's so few universities have that many people. And the discipline is so evident in the articulation and the dynamics, everything that we're hearing from the choir. I mean, you're very serious about this. You expect a lot. 
Oh, yes. I expect excellence. They know that. <laughs> and uh, we work hard to achieve it. Well, let's hear one more piece. Uh, this is a hymn by Isaac Watts. At the time he wrote this, this was a bit of a revolutionary hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, because most hymns up to that point had all been paraphrases of biblical texts, and he wandered a bit further afield with uh, one or two lines that way, but the rest his own interpretation. Here is the BYU Concert Choir with When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.
gorgeous contemporary arrangement of When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, music by Isaac Watts. Ross Wilcox started singing with the BYU choirs his very first week here at BYU. That's right. That was uh, four years ago, right? Um, yeah, I think five or six now at this point. <laughs> okay. I served a two-year mission in Chile, so that took some time out took there. Took some time. Mm -hmm. A choral music education program from Peachtree City, Georgia. In addition to singing, he's also passionate about musical theater and filmmaking and makes videos for the choir. And I saw your video, Journey to Light. Did you do that oh, one? I, yeah, I did. I worked on that with a couple of other people in the choir, uh, Kira McClellan, Tanner, and some other people helped us out. It was my first time doing anything in video. They asked me to be part of the media team in concert choir, and I said, okay, <laughs> and uh, learned as much as I could, and, and we made an attempt, and I think it turned out pretty well, and it's kind of a, I've caught the bug. Well, we're going to hear that song at the end of the program today. I'm glad we're going to, but you, if you're listening and you want to go ahead and search BYU Concert Choir, you can go ahead and look up Lighten Our Darkness is the name of the piece, but Journey to Light is the name of the video. So, well, Journey to Light was a video we did in promotion of a, of a, uh, of a concert we had last semester. Um, Journey to Light was the name of the concert, and it was our theme, and so we made a video to promote that. Um, Lighten Our Darkness is a new piece that we're doing this semester, so they're unrelated, but both very great things. <laughs> okay, related by theme yeah. as well. Yeah. So when you're looking at choral music, music education, what do you think, has anything surprised you about what you learned, like, I didn't even know, I didn't know this in all these classes that you're taking? Is there anything that really stands out like, man, this was important for me to get? Wow, you know, um, it's, it's a great question. I had been planning on doing choral music education um, almost my entire adolescence, and it was the obvious choice for me when I got to college, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just how much I didn't know, um, how easy <laughs> I thought it would be for me, and how hard it really is. So you're thinking, hey, I sight read, I can wave my hands in, on time. Exactly, like I know what a good choir should sound like, so therefore I should be able to make it happen, and that's just not the case. You, you have to um, learn so much about the technique of singing, first of all, not just solo, but also the technique of how a choir blends intonation, vowels, um, and also how to be a good director and inspire people and lead an effective rehearsal. Well, you definitely have some good role models here. I do. Ross Wilcox, a senior majoring in choral music education. So Rosalind Hall, in our exhaustive research on your life, oh, we dear. found that, that you are- That worries me. <laughs> we found that you are a big proponent of Listerine. This is true. <laughs> I don't know how you found that out, but it's very true. I have enormous faith in Listerine, and the many people in the choir will bear testimony of the fact that if when you are getting a cold, you have a little tickle or anything in your throat, you just gargle with Listerine, often it completely obliterates it. And I have not had a cold for years. These people have never seen me sick, is that true? Yes. Now, we heard that there was an entire decade where you never missed even one day of work for being sick. That is true. So, but you use the standard gargle and spit. It's not a medicinal sort of... No, no, no. Okay. I spit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, thank you for being a good sport, but I do have to ask one more question, which is, you, uh, our program today seems to be following a, a theme. It's very devotional, very inspirational in nature. It is. And that seems to me to be very important to what you try and accomplish here with the group. It is indeed, yeah. Uh, I really want the experience that we have here in Concert Choir to be meaningful in many different ways. Um, 
I try to choose music which will be uplifting, inspiring, challenging for sure. Um, most of all, I hope that it will open all of our eyes to seeing life in a new way and especially to learning spiritual lessons that will affect us in the way that we live our lives. Well, I wonder if you would set up this last song because I'd love you to tell how you perform this song at the end of your concert and listening, we can all picture this in our minds. Yes, the theme for the concert was actually the name of this song, Lighten Our Darkness. And all of the songs reflected this theme in one way. Particularly, they showed a different perspective of God's light and his love. So to sing this song, we arranged the choir around the church in a circle around the congregation. So they had surround sound. Then we switched out all the lights. It was almost totally dark. And as we started the song, we lit one candle um, in, within the circle, and then from that candle, we passed the light around. We each lit each other's candles until we had a whole circle of light. And by the time we got to the amens at the end, uh, everyone's candle was lit. It was a very symbolic and special moment for us. Well, let's hear this piece, the BYU Concert Choir, performing Lighten Our Darkness by Alexander Lestrange and the Choral Amen by John Rutter.
That's Lighten Our Darkness and a Choral Amen, performed by the BYU Concert Choir. Coming to you live on Highway 89 from the Madsen Recital Hall and the Harris Fine Arts Center on the BYU campus. Is there a website we can send people to yes. to find information? BYUchoirs.com. Okay. And we heard that one time there was a performance for a homecoming spectacular where the students came and they actually flung you into the air. <laughs> that was a very long time ago. But yes, that did happen. We could recreate that. We have a stage right now. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalind Hall, and to each of you students in the concert choir, thank you, thank you for being here and contributing your voice. It takes every voice to build that beautiful sound we've been hearing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our pleasure. The BYU Concert Choir and their conductor, Rosalind Hall. And if you're listening at home, just caught part of the show, or you'd like to hear the first part, or share it with someone, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Today's recording engineers were Jeff Carter and Caleb Hill. Our producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.